I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. It is the morning. <laughs> but not necessarily good. <laughs> it is. It's good. Yeah. All right. We're going to get started. We're reading Acts today. Acts 25. Yep. We've been reading chapter day. Every morning, I read, ask questions, you try to answer without going off on tangents Yeah. for too long. I don't do a great job of that. But. We always try to get it done before the girls wake up. Mm-hmm. And we've been interrupted a few days, but most days it works out. And uh, today, just looked ahead, and it's the travel for Festus. And there is a weird cutoff at the end of this chapter, but you think I should just read the whole chapter. I think we can get to the end, and then... And then tomorrow... The next one, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow is chapter 26, which is, a, like, a continuation of Paul before Agrippa, which will start today, and we'll finish um, the next episode. Um, but the story will be a little bit divided, but we're going to do it anyway because this okay. is a short That'll chapter. It'll be, like, a cliffhanger. <laughs> Yeah. Will Paul appeal before Caesar? So Find Paul, out tomorrow. Don't do the voice. I thought it was good. <laughs> Paul been, Paul's been journeying. Paul's been stopped in Jerusalem. Now he's being transported around to a bunch of different officials. And he was, last we heard, he was in under house arrest, sort of. Or possibly prison. It wasn't exactly clear. But Felix had him... Um, held yeah, there for held, two years. Held it for two years. And then he left office and was succeeded by Porcius Festus. And it said Felix wanted to grant a favor to the Jews, so he left Paul in prison. And that's where we are today. <clears throat> Chapter 25, The Trial Before Festus. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Three days after arriving in the, in the province, Festus went up from Caesarea to Jerusalem, where the chief priests and Jewish leaders appeared before him and presented the charges against Paul. They urgently requested Festus, as a favor to them, to have Paul transferred to Jerusalem, for they were preparing for an ambush to kill him along the way. Festus answered, Paul is being held at Caesarea, and I myself am going there soon. Let some of your leaders come with me and press charges against the man there, if he has done anything wrong. Interesting that he's literally only been in office in the province for three days, and the Jews are already, like, they haven't forgot about this after two years. Yeah, it's amazing how They're long this grudge. how long grudges can stay and I mean if you the opposite side of it, let's say you're in adoration of somebody, there's probably a better way of saying that. Fan? You're a fan. You're you're a diehard fan of someone. Mm-hmm. And then you haven't heard anything from them in 2 years because they've been in jail. When they come out, are you going to go hold a parade for them? I don't know. Probably would have moved on with my life. Yeah, I think that (laughs) fades. But then on the other side of it, hatred 
if you're a diehard anti-fan to the point where you want to... <laughs> that sounded... Okay. That was not as... Okay. Uh, just to move on. Anyway, so if you were going to... They hate him so much that as soon as he's being transported and he's a little bit vulnerable... But he's not being transported. They're requesting a transfer so that they can ambush him. He's doing just fine where he is and wasn't being moved. Oh, my. Misheard. <laughs> well... Early. But still, it's the fact that it's two years later, he's been in prison this long and they're still saying... I mean, maybe they haven't eaten right. in the last two years, those 40 guys that <laughs> made that oath. Oh, yeah, that would be pretty rough. I don't know, you know, if it was like, you hear about people who keep keep a grudge, like if someone, you know, killed your child or, you know, mm-hmm. you know like a DUI or, or an accidental shooting or something, like, you know, we will get revenge or we will not rest until there's justice and whatever. Um, but then... These guys didn't kill anyone. There's no personal vendetta. It's just a religious upriser, you know, sect leader. And you wonder how many... It doesn't say right now. Will it maybe say later, like, how people are treating Peter and the rest of the apostles? Or, I mean, at this exact time, are they being arrested too? Or does that come later, like in the timeline? Or I don't know if Paul is just taking the entire brunt of yeah. this. Because you just think that, I mean, I can't think of someone who was arrested two years ago that I still am like really care about. You know, once they're in jail, it's like, oh, they're not causing any more problems. Off the streets, that's great, you know don't they're obsessed with him actually dying that's sad for him yeah and sad for them that they're so full of hatred but all right let's move on don't need to dwell on the sad part maybe there will be a happy part (laughs) it is morning yeah (laughs) there's time after spending eight or ten days with them he went down to caesarea to the next and the next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul appeared, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many serious charges against him, which they could not prove. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the law of the Jews, or against the temple, or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews, as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. Anything on that you want to add, or? Well, just as soon as Festus can get him out of his hair, he realizes how big of a problem this is. It's like, you appeal to Caesar? Okay. <laughs> get him out of here. Send him on his way, because he does not want to deal with any of this and have an uprising 
<clears throat> a couple of days into this. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I don't feel like there's a lot of questions on my end over here for that section. It's interesting just reading it, you know, because like we, we've said before, this is just like kind of a historical narrative and there's not a lot of deep thoughts like we'll probably get to in when Paul writes letters that involve, you know, justification, sanctification, all these deep doctrinal issues that might be hard to understand. This is not difficult to understand what's going on here. Well, I think if you don't have a, you know, idea of kind of the system that's going on, the different provinces and governors. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have... A I know very good, like perfect map in my mind of the provinces, no, but that's but not as important. A as lot of mean. times when I read the Bible or other people read the Bible that I'm talking to, when you come up to names, you know, Festus and Felix and these people, it just it gets confusing, and you, you well, know, it kind of is tough to break the down. The point is, he's he's not just tried once and killed, and he's not just tried once and let go. This is an ongoing obsession, like we just said. Like, they're obsessed with having him killed. They're not just content that he's off the streets, you know. They don't even want him writing letters. They don't want his friends. And it could be like Jesus, too, where they feel like if they kill the leader, the rest of the group will just die off or get scared so they just have this vendetta, and it's and this is just like a, turning into a saga. So the next section it says Festus consults Agrippa, and verse thirteen. Oh wait, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. I can read this section, and then I'll do. Then we'll talk about the break that's coming up. All right, I'm sorry. <clears throat> thirteen. A few days later, Agrip, King Agrippa. And Bernice arrived at Caesarea to pay their respects to Festus. Since they were spending many days there, Festus discussed Paul's case with the king. He said, There is a man here whom Felix left as a prisoner. When I went to Jerusalem, the chief priests and elders of the Jews brought charges against him and asked that he be condemned. I told them that it is not a Roman custom to hand over any man before he has faced his accusers and had an opportunity to defend himself against their charges. When they came here with me, I did not delay the case, but convened the court the next day and ordered the man to be brought in. When his accusers got to speak, they did not charge him with any of the crimes I had expected. Instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion and about a dead man named Jesus, who Paul claimed was alive. I was at a loss how to investigate such matters, so I asked if he would be willing to go to Jerusalem and stand trial there on these charges. When Paul made his appeal to be held over... <clears throat> To be held over for the emperor's decision, I ordered him held until I could see him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I would like to hear this man myself. He replied, tomorrow you will hear him. So again, pretty much a summary. Just Agrippa, or uh, Festus telling Agrippa what just happened in the section we just read. Yeah, and... So people know who Agrippa is. Agrippa is the great-grandson of Herod the Great. Who Herod the Great would have been the Herod that was around at Jesus' time. Birth and or death? 
birth. The the bad Herod. Bad Herod. Yeah, he was that Herod had been in power almost forty years. He killed the babies. He killed Jesus all the babies. He was friends with Mark Antony and Cleopatra and Caesar, that great triumvirate. He was a very influential figure. And then when he stepped down, he there was a big power struggle for who would take over his area. And he ended up leaving it to three different kings or governors uh, who are called tetrarchs. And by this time, they're just labeled as kings. So uh, he had three different heirs, sons. Mm. I forget the exact yeah. part of it. But anyway, this that's why they call him king, because that can sometimes get confusing where you have a governor and then a king and then Caesar. Sure. So you have... It is, com- I mean, it is confusing if you haven't studied um, yeah. in history, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And even if you did a long time ago and don't remember it very well. <laughs> sure. So it's just, it is a little bit wonky, you know, that you have hmm. local governments that are in secondary power. And I guess it'd be kind of like states and federal that they're under each other but though how much did it really matter to the jews because they were never granted rights to move through the civil courts like you know we have a system like if you you go to the local court and then you go to the you know county and then you go to the state and the state supreme court and then the appeals court and then this and this and you move you have this system of courts i probably just messed it up because i don't actually know (laughs) but you know they were, they could just be, like, arrested mm-hmm. with no, you know, what I don't... Real right, cause. Rights or, yeah, they weren't, they didn't have the same rights as Roman citizens, which Paul has, which is why Paul, and he knows, you know, I, I have the right to appeal, or I want my case heard by Caesar, and he knows all this stuff that he has a right to, because he has the rights, but if you were a Jew with no citizenship... You know, you would just be like, ah, I'm at the mercy of these tyrants. I could be arrested for any reason. I could be charged and put to death and I don't even get a trial, you know. Yeah, but even though they don't have those same rights, they know how to use the court system to their benefit. They know who to pressure and how to pressure them to get what they want. Yeah, the high priests. The high priests are... Yeah, the people in authority. They're because in power... I mean, the Romans, the same as the Babylonians, they wanted to keep the individual religions that were there still somewhat appeased so that they could keep people under their control without revolt. Right, they're trying to keep it like, oh, nothing's changed, everything's fine, you guys still get to live your lives and celebrate your festivals and do your things, and we're not... You know, just going to make you slaves. Just pay our taxes. Don't mind all of the people that are around you and all of your rights being taken away. Other than that, nothing's really different. (laughs) Right. Well, I mean, that's lots of strategies of lots of countries through history. If you're going to do a takeover, sometimes it's best not to come in and 
you know, kill everyone and destroy their temples and make everyone real mad. Just come in and try to, oh, act like you're being so nice. And, oh, we're thankful you kept our temple together. We'll pay your taxes, you know. Mm-hmm. And it turns into, like, almost a hostage situation well, <laughs> where they're, they're, they're being ruled over. And not then, to get... You know, too much in no world news or anything, but this is Hong Kong, basically. You know, there's a reason why Hong Kong is was rebelling so much. It's because they view China's like, oh no, there's nothing different. You know, you just come here, and then a lot of their rights are taken away. Even though their economy is going to say the same, it's having someone over you, another authority over you, mm-hmm. completely changes the way that your life lives. Yeah. So Wait, that was a tangent. It was a tangent. Okay, this is the part I was talking about. If you're looking in your Bible, you can see that there's a section called Paul before Agrippa that continues from 23 to the end of the chapter, 27, and then the whole next chapter, 26, and then 27 starts a new section, Paul sails to Rome. So hmm. we're going to do just the little bit of 25 and pick up the rest tomorrow, so it'll be a, maybe a little cliffhanger. <laughs> Why they split it up this way, we don't know, well, and that's in fine. The, in the English subtitles of my Greek Bible, yeah. at the beginning of 26, it says, Paul defends himself before Agrippa. Oh, so you got some extra subtitles. Well, I... The chapter numbers and the <laughs> subtitles are just by the editors of the Bible I of the know, translation. But so it's like it's parts of the it's parts of the journey. So first it was like Festivus <laughs> I keep wanting to say Festivus. Festivus? No. Festus. And Felix. The cat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Festus. Festus. Not Festivus. Festus talked to Agrippa. Now Paul's gonna talk to Agrippa and then We'll just see where it takes us. 23. The next day, Agrippa and Bernice came with great pomp and entered the audience room with the high-ranking officials and led and the leading men of the city. At the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa and all who are present with us, you see this man. The whole Jewish community has petitioned me about him in Jerusalem and here in Caesarea, shouting that he ought not to live any longer. And I found he had done nothing deserving of death, but because he made his appeal to the emperor, I decided to send him to Rome. But I have nothing definite to write to his majesty about him. Therefore, I have brought him before you, all of you, and especially before you, King Agrippa, so that as a result of this investigation, I may have something to write. For I think it is unreasonable to send a prisoner without specifying the charges against him. There we go. That's the end of the chapter. Yeah, it's a it's some nice entertainment, and it's what's the word? What's entertaining this Bible section or no him? the the <laughs> trial? Oh, yeah. the trial. What are we gonna do with uh, Agrippa and Bernice when they come here? How are we gonna entertain them? Oh, we should bring out Paul. Inherit. Remember when? He's a disciple of Jesus, the one who is, would have been his grandfather, I believe, put Jesus, would have been, Mm -hmm. Jesus would have been sent to, because Pilate 
sent yeah. him to Herod briefly. I think you might be wrong about the grandfather thing. Father, honor. Anyway. Yeah. Probably father. He's the grand grandson of Herod the Great. Correct. So father. Anyway. Um Yeah, it's it's just weird. I mean, I don't know weird, but like he's multiple times said there's no reason. But instead of freeing him, they just keep trying him and trying and trying until they find a reason. You know? Which is sort of weird. But, you know, he's trying to keep the people happy like we just said. So he's doing everything he can to get to the bottom of it. But it's kind of like if you tried someone in America and they were found not guilty, you know, you can't try them again on the same charges. And they're... They just keep hearing him talk and hearing all these false accusations. And they're, well, why don't we try it with someone else then? (laughs) Yeah, but they can't. Every time he goes out, the people are trying to kill him. And he's a Roman citizen. They can't let that happen. Well, he hasn't been moved yet. They're still in Caesarea. I know, but still, they hear about these plots nonstop. Well, then, tomorrow, I guess we'll hear what Paul has to say and Agrippa and hear about the rest of this case. Chapter 26, next time. Sounds good. All right, we'll see you then. Have a good day. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura wake up.